Hello, friends and fellow lovers of all things beachy. Welcome to The Beach Speaks, the podcast that shares stories about the beach and our connection to it. I'm your host and beach lover, Paige Friend, helping you reconnect with the beach, return to your soul, and reimagine your life. So grab a cool drink, relax in your beach chair, stick your toes in the sand, and enjoy this episode of The Beach Speaks. Hey, beach lover, you know I love the beach, but I also love airplanes. And this fact is especially poignant because aviation and learning to fly was one of the many surprising characteristics that had attracted me to my husband, Ernie. And you can hear more about that in my recent episode, How I Met My Soulmate on the Beach. Ernie spent the majority of his Navy career on an aircraft carrier where he worked on F-18s, the same aircraft as the Blue Angels. I never got that close to one before, but I did know a pilot that flew one, Brutus. I don't remember his real name. I think it was Michael. (laughs) He was a member of the flying club I belonged to long ago when I lived at Fort Leavenworth, Kansas. It was kind of amusing to watch the pilot of a huge supersonic jet squeeze into the cockpit of a small four-seat Cessna 172. (laughs) Now, jets aren't a completely foreign concept since I have been around them almost daily in my 20-year career in corporate aviation. Lear jets and Gulf streams are cool, but supersonic fighter jets, in my opinion, are super cool. I've been on the beach in Pensacola, Florida, and marveled at the F-18s that would fly across the Gulf from the airbase nearby, and here at Jacksonville Beach, where I live, one or two will occasionally fly over the neighborhood on their way to and from the Naval Air Station, usually midday and not very low. I can always tell when they're around because of the sharp roar of the engine when they race across the sky. It's unmistakable. And it only takes a second or two before they've come and gone. So when I hear the engines, I typically drop whatever I'm doing to run outside and see if I can spot them before they disappear into the ether. A few weeks ago, on a Thursday at about 11 a.m., I had just settled down at the table on our backyard patio. I had opened up my laptop to type up some notes for my next beach story when I heard them. I knew the Blue Angels were in town for an air show at the beach on Saturday and Sunday, and I wanted to go both days, because even though I've been to many air shows over the years, in my opinion, there's nothing quite like watching one up close and personal on the beach. But I had completely forgotten the announcement on Action Jack's news that the Jets would be conducting practices along the beach today. So you can imagine my shock as two navy blue and gold supersonic F-18 fighter jets screamed across the treetops right over my head.
to say that I was thrilled would be an understatement. I was ecstatic. I grabbed my iPhone to send a text message to Ernie, who was driving home from Orlando. They're here! I'm going to the beach! I had to use the talk-to-text feature because my hands were shaking from excitement and I couldn't get my fingers to type the words right. I'm one of those people who can't just shoot off a text until I make sure that the grammar and spelling is correct. But this time, I didn't even care if I used the wrong form of there and here. I just blurted it out and pressed send. I had to get going. No time to lose. These planes are fast, and I didn't want to miss anything. I left my laptop open on the patio table and ran around the corner of the house to the front yard where our bikes were tethered together on the porch. Despite my fingers fumbling to line up the four digits of the combination, I managed to unlock the bike in about 15 seconds and started pedaling as fast as I could to the nearest beach access, which was only a few blocks away, but I was terrified that I wouldn't get there in time and would miss it all. I flashed a knowing smile at some of the neighbors who had stepped out of their houses to watch from the street when another plane did a low pass overhead, and as I looked up at the sky in time to watch it, I almost crashed into someone's mailbox. A minute later, I raced into the parking lot at the 8th Avenue Beach Access, where I usually go for my sunrise meditation and picture-taking, and I left my bike unlocked in the grass at the opening of the walkway leading to the beach, flip-flopped my way across the wooden path, and jumped into the sand. And as I was beginning to catch my breath, Four of the jets in a diamond formation appeared around the top of the Margaritaville Hotel, rotating their wings 90 degrees in unison, flashing the iconic words U.S. Navy in gold letters as they roared past. There I was, on the beach, among a handful of locals, watching the Blue Angels flying by in their classic precision. felt so much gratitude for this gift from the beach that I burst into tears. And for the next two hours, I stood barefoot in the warm sand with my eyes staring at the bright blue sky, just marveling at it all. Saturday, the first day of the actual air show, our friend Josh, who works for a tech startup in an office building across from the beach, told me that he and some of his co-workers had access to watch from the building's private rooftop area. The perfect position to watch an air show. He was only allowed to bring a few people, so when he invited me, I was thrilled. But when I met him at the lobby, we found out he was only allowed to have six people, and I was the seventh. It wasn't like I would miss the show. I could just walk across the street and onto the beach, but I was a bit disappointed to miss seeing it all from a bird's eye view. I don't know if it was the sad look on my face or that the front desk clerk was just the super friendly type, but he let me in anyway. It was a perfect day for an air show. Clear blue skies and hardly any wind. The ocean was calm, with only a few small waves breaking at the shore. I don't think anyone on our group had ever seen an air show from on top of a building. And when I meant bird's eye view, 
it just so happened that we were in the direct flight path. So when the jets made their grand entrance, they were literally over our heads. So close, I could see the numbers on the wings that designated each pilot's position in the group. Number one, flight leader. Number two, right wing. Number three, left wing. Number four, slot. Number five, lead solo. And number six, opposing solo. I did a quick Google search to see who the pilots were and was thrilled to find out that number three, the left wing, was a female. So whenever I saw the number three whiz by, I couldn't help but feel a sense of sistership and awe. The fastest I've ever flown a plane was about 150 miles per hour. She was cruising at about 700 miles per hour, just under the speed of sound. It was a bird's eye view for sure, but no birds. I was surprised, though, at the number of dragonflies circling the sky all around the rooftop. I didn't know the dragonflies flew that high, It kind of made sense, though, that they would be there. Dragonflies are expert flyers. It was like they were putting on their own air show, flying straight up and then diving down, circling in patterns and hovering like helicopters. When the show ended and the spectators were walking to the exit to the elevator, I paused to take one more look over the ledge at the beach below the expanse of the dark green ocean stretching to the bright blue horizon, and once again, I cried tears of joy and gratitude for another gift from the beach. Even though I got to see the Thursday afternoon practice on the beach and Saturday show from a stunning bird's eye view, Ernie had missed both. But fortunately, we had one more chance to go down to the beach and watch Sunday show together. That morning, excited about the day, I grabbed my mug of French press coffee and went out to the patio. I looked up at the sky and felt a pang of disappointment. There were patches of dense clouds, and it wasn't as clear blue as had been in the last couple of days. The weather wasn't ideal, but I was 90% sure in my mind that the show would still happen. But you never know. The weather here in Florida can be sunny one minute and stormy the next, especially in the mid-afternoon when the show was scheduled to start. By noon, the sun shone bright overhead. The clouds had all floated away and the clear blue sky returned. Another perfect day to enjoy a supersonic jet performance. A few minutes before the show was scheduled to start, we got on our rusty beach bikes and pedaled down the street toward the beach access between Margaritaville and the Casa Marina Hotel. We had to squish our way through the mass of people standing on the walkway to get to the beach, but once we reached the sand, there was plenty of room to get past the spectators that were laid out on their beach blankets and lounge chairs to make it to the shore. We took off our flip-flops and waded ankle-deep into the ocean. The water was really calm, and looking across to the horizon, we could see dozens of boats lined up 
in the water facing the beach. I can only imagine how happy the boaters must have been just to drop anchor and not have to worry about fighting the wind to stay in place. A few moments later, the faraway sound of jet engines got louder, and in a nanosecond, all six jets roared across the sky in formation above the two hotels. Number five and six broke off wing to wing to the right of where we were standing, and numbers one through four made a sharp left turn in a perfect diamond shape over the ocean right in front of us. The show was every bit as exciting as before, but standing on the beach, side by side with my soulmate, in awe of the jets maneuvering around us from all directions, up and down, all around, I'll never forget the feeling that day. It was like the beach had wrapped herself around us in a great big hug. Exactly how I had envisioned my life at the beach would be. Have you had an amazing experience that was made even more special because it happened at the beach? Have you ever had an experience at the beach that surprised you? I believe that the beach speaks to everyone when you show up, listen, and just be. And speaking of being, I'd love for you to be a supporting member of our amazing beach community on Patreon. Sign up on my website or use the link in the show notes. You know, when you can't get to the beach, I want to bring the beach to you. So if you love the podcast, please share it with your friends because... We all could use a little beach right now, don't you think? Thank you for listening to this episode of The Beach Speaks. If you like what you heard, share the podcast with another beach lover. And speaking of sharing, I want to know how the beach is speaking to you. To record a message, just go to my website, thebeachspeaks.com, click the voicemail button, it's super easy, and I'll play it on the show. And if more beach is what you crave, visit thebeachspeaks.com or follow The Beach Speaks on Facebook and Instagram, where I post all my gorgeous sunrise photos and videos. It's another way for you to reconnect with the beach, return to your soul, and reimagine your life. The beach is speaking. Are you listening? <laughs>